Welcome to Sexy Little Soul Conversations, a podcast exclusively for people who wake up every morning, meditate, do yoga, and spend the rest of their day saving baby whales. (laughs) Not. The Sexy Little Soul Podcast is for women who boldly pursue love, success, and a higher vision of life for themselves and those that they influence. I'm your host, Andrea Crowder. Join me for raw, unfiltered, funny, and judgment-free conversations about when spirituality meets life, love, sex, and career. Let's go to the show. Back to Sexy Little Soul Conversations. I have a fun special, my very first guest. Did you know that you were going to be the first? I had no idea I was going to be the first, but I'm really super excited that I get to be the first. So to introduce you guys, I'm introducing you to one of my dearest friends, Blair Dreesen. We actually met through our network marketing company and became pretty much soul sisters. And actually now she is the co-founder of Spiritually Intimate. So you guys have heard me talk so much about this new company that we're creating and mentioned my partner, Blair. So I wanted to, number one, introduce you guys to her. And then also we just have some really, really fun kind of universal synchronicities that we've been experiencing as we've been building this company. And we thought so fun to be able to come on and share with you guys. And to be honest, I just really wanted this to almost be like a journal for us. So as we continue to grow this company, we can go back to the podcast and and be like, remember when, you know, that happened. And I am just a, I have such a terrible memory. I just don't want to say anything. So Blair, why don't you start us off by sharing a little bit about yourself? Tell the people all the reasons that you love me so much. And then (laughs) then if you want to talk a little bit about, you know, how you actually the person who created the name spiritually intimate. So we'd love to hear that story too. Okay. So a little backstory on me. I live in Seattle or near Seattle, Washington. I don't think everybody knows that. I think they always think like I'm near Andrea, but we're all basically bi-coastal besties. (laughs) And I am a wife and my dog and cat are literally attacking each other, of course. The minute I start, if it's not kids, it's going to be animals losing their shit. (laughs) (laughs) I am a mom. I have two kids. My daughter is 16 and my son is going to be turning seven. So I have like a massive age gap in my house. Um, my husband is also got a bromance going with Andrea's husband, Jeremy. Like (laughs) they are seriously in love with one another. (laughs) I swear to God. I think that's where our love affair even first started is when we realized we basically married the same person. (laughs) There's so many similarities just right there. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, what more about me? I mean, I, we met through our network marketing business, which I absolutely love. But through that process of that business and growing that business together, um, it really opened me up to basically becoming woke, some would say, right? And really becoming more spiritually deep, going through my own personal growth transformation. And in that is kind of where this idea of spiritually intimate came because I was realizing like that process of becoming spiritual is really such a deep, intimate process with yourself because you have to really like look at yourself in a very vulnerable state and be very raw and very real with yourself. And it's hard and it stretches you and it's messy but it's in that process that you grow so much. And so I just always loved that term when I first kind of like came across in my own head, like, oh, it's just this process of becoming very spiritually intimate with oneself, like that intimacy with your own self, not so much the intimacy of other people, because that's truly what spiritual growth is. It's that going within, not looking to anybody else to soothe you or love you or accept you. It's all in yourself. That's kind of where the name came from. I feel like we've really grown up spiritually together. I think we kind of Mm -hmm. started having our eyes opened probably near the same time. Do you remember the first time that we ever jumped on the phone and I did like official, I was doing 50, 15 minute power coaching calls. Yes. The people in my network marketing downline that I knew were, were really 
doing the work to try to grow their business and needed support. So if you guys know anything about network marketing, it's kind of like whoever brings you into the business, the official term is their sponsor. So I was looking for people who were in my organization, but not necessarily sponsored by me. And Blair had reached out and was like, I'm struggling. And I was like, let's get on the phone and talk. Do you remember that? I remember that phone call like, like it was yesterday. I actually remember almost like exactly what you recommended me to go do. And it was to download audibles, which I did. And that completely changed my personal development game. And then it was actually to go listen to a Wayne Dwyer audio. I believe it was. And that was like, really when I, I, that was the shift because it really opened up that door for me to really start doing the work uh, in personal development space. Right. And so I fell in love with Wayne Dyer because I had, I had never even heard of the idea of law of attraction or manifesting really until I started business. And I think it kind of starts to flow into people's lives when you're running your own business, because you're now responsible for your financial growth. You're not at this like fixed salary or hourly wage. And so I think it just kind of starts to become a part of our community and conversation um, naturally. But I had watched the movie, The Secret, and I'm like, hmm, okay, well, it had planted the seed, but I wasn't totally sold on it yet. It was like, Mm -hmm. just sit there and expect checks in the mail and stuff. And I think it's a great introduction enough to get people curious about like, wait, what really is this? And the first time I really realized that I had actually manifested something, which was like a protein sandwich from um, Panera Bread. <laughs> like, I really, really, really want a Panera, a, a Panera Bread protein sandwich. And then I went there with my mother-in-law just to buy coffee. And they printed out my receipt. And on my receipt, it said, you get one free protein sandwich. And it wasn't like a <laughs> buy one, get one free. It was literally just a free protein sandwich, the exact one that I was like really wanting. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> there's something <laughs> So then, of course, Wayne Dyer, you know, started flowing into my existence, probably through listening to people like Gabby Bernstein. Mm-hmm. You guys go on podcasts. Gabby Bernstein has some old, 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 um, just like live events that were recorded and put onto a podcast. And I would just listen to them on the way back and forth between work. And I'm sure she probably mentioned Wayne Dyer and he was just that one person that completely changed my life. So clearly now that my life has changed, I'm like, I need to tell all the humans. So where was the first person where I'm like, Wayne Dyer, go download now. (laughs) It's really funny because the law or the secret I remember was given to me actually long before I even started in the business together with you um, and it was actually when I was going through my divorce, um, when my daughter was only about, oh, how old she was like three or four, I think it was. And I was living in another state, had gotten a divorce. I was fighting to come move back home to Washington state to be near family, my friends, at my home base, everything that I knew. And I was given the secret because I was like so deeply depressed and absolutely miserable. Like every single day was a struggle to get through because I was like basically single mom all by myself in another city with nobody around me. And so I remember getting it and it was, it definitely gave me like hope and it gave me things like it gave me that positive shift that I was really desperately looking for. But I don't really think I really grasped the whole manifesting what that really truly meant. I think at the time it was just like, okay, I can start thinking more positive thoughts. Right. Right. And positive thoughts are going to in turn make my environment more positive because I'm changing how I'm feeling. And so that for me was kind of more the baby step, but my very first thing I ever manifested. So funny, you manifested a sandwich. I legit manifested my husband that I'm married to right now. Like, it was hysterical. Like my daughter, I remember she was like eight years old at the time. And she's like, you really need to get like remarried and get settled down. And so I was like, well, let's like help me make a list. And like, we made this list, a very specific list at that of the man I should meet and marry. And I created like the silliest little vision board next to my bed. It literally looked like something you would have walked into like 
a 16 year old's bedroom, probably like though, like back in the nineties when I was growing up, you know, like teen beat like posters on my wall next to my bed. And I would wake up and I would look at this and I would, I started remembering all the little things from like the secret of like what I should do to like manifest this man. And then like, I want to say it was not even a month later I met my husband and he, he was like everything on the list. And I remember like the first time he came to my house, I totally forgot that I even had this thing on the wall and he walked in, he's looking at it and he was like, okay. <laughs> Cause it's like all these things, like getting remarried and babies. And he's like six years younger than me, keep in mind too. So I'm like, okay, is this going to spook you? Or like, <laughs> should have known that. And he married a gypsy because that he still remembers that to this day. He was like, you legit like basically had a doll somewhere like with my name on it. <laughs> I have never heard this story and I'm like laughing and like every word that's spilling from your mouth right now. It's so good. <laughs> I know. I don't know how I never told you the story of like how really we first met. Right. Cause I really did manifest the man. <laughs> yeah. You like already met him on a vibrational level before he was mm-hmm. in your real existence. Amazing. Okay. So ladies, if you are single, <laughs> next up is make a dream man manifestation board and put it next to your bed. But so you don't scare him away. If you're on a date, put it away. <laughs> yeah. Do remember that section and like, don't take him in your bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Well, we won't ask you why you were going into the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's personal. You can keep that yourself, but nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Clearly he stuck around. So I knew right then and there, I was like, oh, okay, he's good. <laughs> he's not too spooked yet. <laughs> I'm like so obsessed. I think like the weirdest thing for me is I, I, once I really understood manifesting, really understood it, then I was like, whoa, I looked at my mm-hmm. marriage and I'm like, yes, this all makes sense now because growing up, I always dated short blonde guys and I don't know why, like, I I don't know. I have no idea why, but, um, <laughs> the guy that I always imagined myself marrying was like tall, dark and handsome, like had dark hair. He was taller than me. And, I, and it was such a struggle going to like homecomings and proms with my high school boyfriend because he was almost the same height as me. So if I would put heels on, I would always be taller. So I would have to put <laughs> heels. It wasn't like the most ideal situation. And the one thing that I always said, like I knew, I knew that I would find love because he would make me mixtapes. So that tells you guys how old I am. (laughs) Oh my God. I love, I decided that when I was in like sixth grade, like my true love will make me mixtapes. Obviously CDs weren't a thing then I'm, you know, 35, but, um, yeah, Jeremy would, not make me mixtapes, obviously, but he would like dedicate songs to me and he would deployed. He would email me, um, names of songs so that I could go, you know, search them on iTunes and I could download them to my playlist. So that I always knew the songs that he was listening to when he was thinking about me, like, Oh, I get all, Oh my gosh. That's so cute. Such a freaking, he's like totally a man's man, but he's like the most hopeless romantic in the world, which is the only reason I always knew that I wanted someone that I felt like I could be safe with. That would be a protector. Um, cause I grew up in some like sketchy situations and, um, but also someone who would be like sweet and romantic and like surprise me with things. I love, 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 love surprises. Love them. So and he's very good at surprising you. He's so good at surprising you. So good. And then my husband is always like, damn, he makes me look just plain dumb because I was like, well, then you just need to ask Jeremy to like come up with an idea to surprise me. Cause like my husband can't surprise me for shit. He's not good at it. No, like Jeremy's (laughs) actually really good with like coming up with creative ideas. He has a very, very creative mind. He was actually the one to name the crystalette, which is what we. Oh yeah, that's right. Trademarked as the name of our bra that we're coming out with. And he was the one when we created the, the name for our um, 
our network marketing coaching team, we called it Misfit Republic because we're kind of rebels breaking, you know, societal norms. Network marketing isn't like the normal thing. You go to college, you get $50,000 worth of debt, and then you go get an entry level job where you can barely pay your bills. And then you spend the next, you know, <laughs> 10 years paying off student loan bills. And so, yeah, like it is a different, you know, a different route to go. So we wanted it to really represent like what it meant and like how we were helping people as well. Um, and Republic really just means like we all have one voice, like we stand up together. It's not like one person's in charge. Like we're all linked arms and we're all really doing amazing things together. And he looked at it and he's like, what if, because you know, our, our business is in fitness and he's like, what if you capitalize FIT at the end of Misfit and then REP at the beginning of Republic. So not only is it Misfit Republic, but you guys are fitness representatives or fitness reps. <laughs> and I was like, you just earned another 10 years with me. <laughs> he is super smart. I will say that I feel like that is probably something that maybe don't, not everybody really knows that the men, the men behind spiritually intimate is I like to call it, right? They really, they may not be on the same woo-woo level as me and Andrea are, but they do allow us to have that space, right? To grow and build our ideas. But then they also are supportive. And I do love that they try to like give creative juices to our own energy. They complement that very well. Even if they're not like my husband will joke around him a gypsy, but he will like listen and he'll try to get involved and he tries to give ideas. And Jeremy is very much the same way. Like it's so ridiculously sweet and supportive of both of them. They both, I mean, like we would not probably still be married to them if they weren't that way because like, there would be too many conflicts going on, right? Like we're okay with them not being into it. They're okay with them yeah. being into it. So it works. But yeah, I could see how... If they weren't like that, it would create some massive conflicts in a long-term relationship. So I'm really thankful that they are, you know, yeah. open. They just go and sh- they just go off and go. They're like, we're going to go beer tasting or whiskey tasting. And you girls just sit here and talk about whatever the fuck you're talking about right now. <laughs> you're just kind of like, okay. <laughs> totally. So, so yeah, Blair actually, and if it weren't for Kyle, like who knows if we would even be talking to you guys about spiritually intimate right now and how this would be going down because do you want to tell the story of how Kyle was the one who actually started (laughs) out? Let's talk about how spiritually intimate was born. Oh, we should definitely talk about this. This is definitely, I feel like it, we were, we're such a match made in heaven in so many different ways. If everybody doesn't know this, even just from not even the start of this business, like the minute me and Andrea really spent time together, besides even that phone call, like when we were at a live event together and we just so happened to be, I wasn't supposed to spend the night in her room, but I ended up going and sleeping in her room because there was more room in her room. And I really got to spend time with her. And we like instantly bonded on like, like literally so many things are a lot of things from our past and things that we were like, Oh my gosh, it's like, we just get each other so much. Um, and when I was, so fast forward to like the beginning of the, it was the beginning of this year. I was going through some serious personal shifts in my own spiritual growth. And I was working through a lot of things and I was really leaning in heavily to my own spiritual rituals. I was doing a lot of meditating, visualization, using crystals, meditating, meditative baths, like everything I possibly could to just kind of help me through these shifts that I was having. And I remember I had take, I was, what was it? I had gotten out of the shower and I was putting on my bra and I was putting in my crystals and all I was thinking was like, damn it, I can't find this one crystal. And I knew I lost it because it fell out of my fucking bra somewhere. And I was getting mad because I was like, I just want this crystal. Where the hell is this crystal? And I get dressed. I go out to my car and not even kidding you, in between my car and my husband's car laying on the pavement was the very crystal I was looking for. And I bend over to pick it up. And I remember in that very moment as I'm picking it up, I'm thinking in my head, if there was just a pocket somewhere in my bra that just kept this safe. This would never happen again. 
And I ended up going out to dinner. I was going on like a date by myself. This was another one of my little mini rituals that I was doing was I would go take myself somewhere, just me and have like a really nice dinner, have the wine, have the cheese, but in a really nice environment and just journal and just sit in my thoughts and just kind of date myself for a night and just treat me how I should be treated. And I spent that entire dinner just writing out basically what is the, you know, spiritually intimate, everything just started pouring out of me. And I remember thinking, I don't know how this is going to come together, but I know it's going to happen. And I desperately started looking for women who, you know, sewed and stuff like that. Cause I was like, I don't sew. I don't know how to do any of that. So I was reaching out to anybody I could find online. I ended up meeting somebody locally who made a bralette for me with a pocket in it. And so I had my little prototype, but I still was like, I have no idea now where to go from here. And I'm telling Kyle, like Kyle's seeing all this stuff and he's like not fully grasping what I'm talking about, but he's like trying to be super supportive. Like, okay, you're great. You got this little bralette with a pocket in it. And I decided to pack it for a trip that we were going to go on as um, a company retreat trip that we get every single year. Um, and so Andrea was there, obviously, and like a whole bunch of our team. And Kyle was saying to me, you should show the bralette to Andrea or the other girls. Like, I'm sure they're going to be really excited for you. And like something inside of me, I don't know why, like I was just like feeling really nervous and I was scared of my idea because I didn't know what anybody else was going to think of my idea. And I think that happens a lot. People, they get an idea and then they start freaking out over it, wondering what other people are going to think. Are they going to think it's stupid? Are they going to judge it? And I just started having all these fears popping up around it. I don't even know really why. But then we were in the all in the pool and Kyle was just like randomly out of nowhere, like Andrea, has Blair told you about this fun little thing that she's making or like this bra thing that she's making? And you're looking at me like, no, she freaking tells me almost everything. Like, what is she making? And so I start telling her and her, your face, like you should probably say what was going through your head. Like, as I'm saying all of this, cause the look on your face was just like mouth to the, like the floor, just like, what? I'm, I'm freaking out. Cause I'm like, she's going to be mad actually, because I'm like, <laughs> uh, we have a Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I had actually, I, it, Blair knew that I was already launching, um, my company, Sexy Little Soul, where I was, you know, coming out with various different, like crystal, crystal rituals, because we were kind of going through a lot of the same stuff. And I was starting Mm -hmm. to, you know, use like, um, crystals in my bath and like just doing so many different things to honestly feel better. Like my life just felt so heavy and I felt so directionless. I've never felt directionless in my whole life. I've always had very, very clear vision, strong intuition. And for the first time in my life, my life felt black. Like I just couldn't see and I was panicking and I'm like, Oh my God, am I depressed? What's going on? I thought like I had a chemical imbalance and like, really I was just going through a crazy spiritual awakening, but I started leaning into these rituals as well, getting my energy worked on every single week. Um, and just through coming up with all those different rituals, I'm like, this is so complicated for anybody who doesn't have a mentor guiding them through this, which I did, but mm-hmm. I was paying, you know, a couple hundred dollars a week for a lot of people can't, you know, include that into, you know, that's an extra $800 a month that most people couldn't you know, feasibly do. And I was like, what if this were so easy for people? I'm like, I, my whole business has been taking complex things and making them simple and pretty. I love branding and I love making things just like digestible for people. And, um, I had actually already been emailing a ton of different people who like people from Etsy looking for someone who knew how to sew that would create a crystal bra, a bra with a pocket for crystals, because I had the same problem. I was using crystals. I was keeping them in my bra because a lot of times I'm wearing, you know, athleisure type stuff. I didn't have pockets and I wanted the crystals to be as close to my skin as they could get. And so the bra is always the first place that most women go to. And I'm like, oh no, 
she's going to think like, she's going to be upset because she's doing this and I'm doing this. And I told her the first thing I said, I was like, don't get, I'm like, I love that you're doing this and I'm really happy for you, but don't get mad, but I'm doing it too. (laughs) So, so tell them like what you were thinking after that. I was just like, I remember I was just like nervous and I was scared and I was excited for you and I knew you were excited for me, but I could tell we were both kind of like, well, what do we do from there? (laughs) You know, I know you were like, oh, I want to see. So like, well, I brought one that I had made, but we ended up for whatever reason, like I never even showed it to you. We got, that was, you guys, (laughs) this is true. We were having a little too much fun in the sun and drinking and (laughs) <laughs> all inclusive resorts. That's how that goes. <laughs> but the one thing that like really grabbed my attention was when you were like, yeah, and I'm going to call it spiritually intimate. And it like hit me in the chest and like grabbed me in my soul. It was just like <laughs> heart chakra bursts open. And I'm like, oh my God, like I could feel, it was almost like I energetically felt everything that you had poured onto that journal paper when you said it. And like, it was so crazy. And I remember just going home and thinking and thinking and thinking. And I'm like, um, I wonder if Blair wants partner. <laughs> Why would we both try to like go create the same exact thing? We both have awesome like networking, networking skills. We're both great at marketing. We both have created successful businesses. And I'm like, I was like, I wonder, I feel like I could bring a lot to the table of this. Like, I feel like I could <laughs> offer a lot of value. And I'm like thinking strategically of like all the ways that like I could, you know, present myself to be a very compelling story. To just <laughs> FYI, now thinking back when you messaged me saying like, hey, would you like to partner? I feel like I should have gotten like a little note card that you sent Brenna where it's like almost like passing a love note in class circle one. Yes or no. <laughs> I feel like I should have gotten a little note. <laughs> I'll still send you one. So another reason where I have to like, you I will love that. <laughs> I will love that. I, I love that idea. No, it's, I think it was, it was led for us to develop it separately and come up with ideas separately at first. And then it literally pulled us directly together right at the perfect time because everything with this business and building it literally has felt like every single step has led to the next steps. And it's just being so freaking supported and guided every single step of the way. And we're always having these conversations like, of course, this is how this is going right now because it's just how it is. And I think that that's exactly how it had to go even in the very beginning of how you and me even came together to be like, we're going to partner on this and rock the shit out of it together. Well, I'm sure that's why I got a whole bunch of no's when I was messaging different people on Etsy who I could found, I was finding that already were creating lingerie and yeah. either people told me no, or they just never responded. And I'm like, do these people not understand like what a lucrative concept this is? Like I know. lives. <laughs> and it was really crazy. Cause when I was messaging, I think I found my girl in like under an hour to make my prototype. And the funny thing was, is like when I first started sending out messages, you know, I was just kind of trying to find somebody that they just, you know, sewed or whatever. And I remember the message I got back because I would ask people like, well, what are, what are the types of things that you sew? Like, what's your background in? Do you do clothing, anything like that? And I remember getting this message and it was just like, she listed off all these things that she did. And then all of a sudden she goes, and randomly last week, just for some reason, I just decided to make a bralette for myself because I thought that sounded fun. And I was like, and she goes, but I'm sure that's like not, that's probably very random. And not really what you're looking for. And I was like, well, actually, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Yes, That's specifically what I want. So yes, let's do that. (laughs) So my thought process was like, okay, Blair already has someone to create this. So let's, you know, uh, see if like we could just do this together. It just made so much more sense to concentrate our efforts and, you know, and launch this together. And we both you know, have various different skill sets that are very complementary to each other. 
And so Blair was like, so like loving and receptive. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. She said, (laughs) (laughs) so right away, she puts us in contact with the person who um, was creating her ballet, who had created the first prototype. And she had me take my measurements. um, And then I sent them to her and she was going to create one and send it to me. And I was going to give feedback and, and all that stuff. So we start going into the design process and for some reason, like my text messages would never get received by her. Mm-hmm. It was just taking a month and I hadn't even received my prototype. And I'm like, okay, if we have, you know, hundreds of orders coming in a month uh, and she does, can't even get me a prototype in a month. And I was like, Blair, I don't want to hurt her feelings. And I know this is like your contact, but I can't go into business with somebody who is not even responding to me. And she's like, no, I'm actually feeling the same, which then of course, like every time we decide, okay, so let's break down the manifestation process. Number one, we already know what we're doing. We know what we want. We want to come out with a browlette. We know why we're doing what we're doing. We like want to help women, you know, make these rituals easy in their life and beautiful and all of those things. So we have clarity on the what we've already asked. It's already been given energetically. Um, and so we both have learned through enough hindsight and experience that rejection is just redirection. And so even though this woman didn't tell us no, her just not responding and not being someone that was like easy enough to work with, or for whatever reason, technology was getting in the way we don't really know, but it was just another redirection. So we're like, okay, where do we go? What do we do now? And Mm -hmm. right after that, I'm sitting in my neighbor's house and I had actually gone over because her dog had gotten out. And so we were helping her look for her dog. And this was like now 10, almost 11 o'clock at night. And it's like the middle of the night we're looking for her dog. The dog, And it was on a new moon. It was on a new moon. Yes. Um, I totally (laughs) forgot that. So I'm glad that's now marked in our podcast diary. (laughs) And luckily, you know, her, her dog had been found. Like she got into the neighbor's garage and was sitting there safely for hours and hours and hours while we're panicking, searching for her. And we found her when the, when the neighbor got home. So I'm sitting and we're having a glass of wine, like relaxing, you know, crisis averted. And she's talking about how she was, you know, looking for new jobs and, uh, just wasn't getting anything. And I was like, you're not getting anything because you don't want these jobs. She went from being an entrepreneur to looking for a normal job where she'd have to show up and work for other people. And I was like, you don't want to work for other people. Like once you go entrepreneur, you don't go backwards. (laughs) Yeah. That's not how it works. You like your freedom of time and choice. And even though sometimes you probably work harder, you're doing it on your terms, which is different. So she's like, you're right. And I was, I had told her many times about, you know, our network marketing opportunity and she's such a great networker, but like it just never flowed. And I'm, I don't care if she says yes or no. And so I was like, okay, let's break this down. What do you love doing? Like, what could you do all day long and it not feel like work to you? And she goes, it literally feels like I'm in a tunnel and no time passes when I'm sewing. And I'm sitting there looking at her and my jaw just drops and I'm like, what? <laughs> you know how to sew? <laughs> I remember I remember the text message so clearly. You're like, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> So I was like, um, can you make bralettes? And she's like, I can make anything. Like I just <laughs> see. And she, so, but she was explaining to me, she's like, Andrea, of course, she's like explaining to this, to me and her like sexy Puerto Rican accent, like, which I will not even try to, you know, because <laughs> I suck with accents, but she's like, you're going to spend way too much money. Um, to me, go have me go buy all the materials and then hand sew this myself. Why don't you just look for a manufacturer who's already set up for this? And I was showing her this like online manufacturing website Mom, where you could literally type in any product and find essentially a manufacturer overseas. So that's what we first looking into. And I started Googling and I was like, oh my God, they have a million bralettes. And she's like, order the bralette and I can install the pocket. And that would be so cheap. And I'm like, genius. So that's our next plan. 
And we start getting samples and the samples were not really what we wanted. It was hard because we had to wait for so long. And the other thing that was really unsettling for me was I don't know the conditions in which these people are working to create the bralette. And if I'm going to sell something and, and I believe that like there's bestowed energy and everything, I don't know the conditions that the people are working in. And if there's like child labor laws being broken, if there's women who are being overworked and underpaid, I can't support that. And Blair and Mm -hmm. I, I messaged Blair and I'm like, I think we need to find another option because like, that's just like the ethical piece was just a no go for both of us. We just didn't know enough to be able to make a clear decision. And it was like, again, rejection was a redirection because the samples that we were getting were just not up to par. They were not good enough. <laughs> we were both <laughs> candy. Uh, who's my neighbor who is, who's going to sew the pockets in for us. She's like, these bralettes are not worthy of the crystal. Like the crystal's so mm. beautiful. And these bralettes are meh. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, that's not what I'm willing to sell and put my name behind. And so Blair was like, yeah, no, that's not going to work for us. So. I think that that even forced us in that moment. I remember when she worded it that way, like even in those moments too, like it's, it's, it's given us uh, an opportunity to dig deeper into our purpose and our vision and our mission for this product. We immediately, like when she said it, I was like, Oh, that just like, when I said spiritually intimate to you, it just caused all those ooey gooey feelings. Like when I heard that it caused all the ooey gooey feelings for me where I was like, yes, like it, the bralette itself needs to be worthy of holding somebody's crystals and intentions and their energy mm-hmm. in that pocket. Like it has to feel amazing because that's how we want women to feel when they get it. And we could be wearing the most like basic outfit, but if we have like sexy lingerie, uh, do we not walk around with like a different level of confidence? It's just different, you know, when you know that like the clothes come off and you still look hot. Yes, that matters. (laughs) But also when we're talking about like, what's the purpose of the crystals? The crystal is to continue to raise your energetic vibration so that you're at the vibrational frequency of the things that you want, all the good things in life. We can't sell someone a mediocre bra and expect that that's going to raise their vibes. Like that defeats the whole purpose. So we knew like, okay back to the drawing board. What now? Yeah. Cause it's more than the function for us of a pocket. It's we're not what goes raw. No, <laughs> it's what it, it's what's behind that. It's more how we want women to feel and the experience and to be able to better help up level them right. with it, with each crystal the purpose of the crystal is to create focused intention on what it is that you want. It's to offer you, to help you gain more clarity about what it is that you want, to ask for what it is that you want, and then to hold the focused intention until it shows up in your actual existence. And that's the purpose of like really starting for us to use a crystal. It's like, how do I want to feel today? How can I like, you know, feel this feeling now so that I'm you know, an energetic match for all the things that I've asked for. So the bralette is just, the bralette is like the holder of our dreams. So, and it's funny because I think about that and I think like, what is the bralette holding up? It's like the life force for like, when we bring our children into this world, it's like what Mm -hmm. nourishes them and helps them to grow. And like, there's just so much deeper meaning behind all of it. And we knew that like, we couldn't, we couldn't sacrifice in this area. It had to be something. It had to be special. So funny story next, of course, is um, I remember closing my laptop one night. I had been late on the internet, just like searching and searching and Googling my butt off. And I'm a very, very excellent Google researcher. <laughs> Me and the Googs were besties. And <laughs> find what I was looking for when it came to like being a U.S. manufacturer of lingerie. And I was just getting all these weird websites popping up of people manufacturing their own brand, but not manufacturing other people's brands, which is different. So um, I went to bed and I remember just saying like, okay, God, I need a mentor. Like I'm done. I need somebody who's actually already walked this path. 
give me a mentor. And I went to bed and I just released the intention. I asked and I just, I knew that someone was going to flow into my life. I didn't realize it was going to take like three hours. (laughs) It was already like it was lined up just waiting for me to ask pretty much. I was teed up for this. So I woke up the next morning after having written a Facebook post asking for, you know, uh, or, or basically just giving people an update on what was going on in my life and spiritually intimate. And I think I mentioned this on the last podcast, but that's when, um, Nikki had commented and was like, Hey, I have extensive experience in manufacturing. If you ever have any questions, let me know. And Blair and I bombarded her the next day. We're like, <laughs> <laughs> let us pick your brain. Like now. Yes. <laughs> she was amazing. Let us ask. Um, you know, so many different questions. And I actually had a meeting today with the manufacturer who manufactured her um, athletic line. So the point of all of this is like each step, each like each closed door just kind of forced us to take our left or our right or make a U-turn, but there was always a next door that was open. We maybe couldn't see five or six doors, you know, along the way, but we always if, if a dirt door closed and we pivot the next door open and it was normally like 24 to 48 hours. Like we are not oh, yeah. waiting for, you know, to figure out what the next piece was. And you know how I keep saying like me and Sarah Blakely are going to be best. <laughs> I haven't told you this because this just happened before we had our, our um, conference meeting with the lawyer today. But so you guys, I've been manifesting being best friends with Sarah Blakely, who's the founder and creator of Spanx. And, um, I was just on the phone with one of my friends talking to her, telling her all the updates about spiritually intimate and like talking about various different women that I was looking to, to kind of mentor me from afar. I love the creator of Alex and Annie, the jewelry brand. I love what she represents. And I also love that she has a shaman bless her inventory. So I'm like, yeah, clearly we're meant this friendship was written in the stars And then Sarah Blakely, like, she's just, she's just that, you know, girl next door who had an idea, had no business experience whatsoever. And she just did the same thing that we're doing, which is figure out, like, just take one step at a time and set intentions and just know, like, eventually I want my brand to be this and like, just figure your way out. So I've been studying them from afar, watching YouTube videos and listening to podcasts. And like Blair and I always talk about how like when we are in Sarah Blakely's jet together, because now we're (laughs) (laughs) it's going to be so fun to be friends with her because she's so down to earth and totally our people. And then I'm telling my friend all of this and she goes, oh, that's funny because I was just at so-and-so's house the other day talking to my friend's husband and we were talking about my relationships and I um, happened to mention, mention something and he used Sarah Blakely and her husband as like a, an example of like the male female dynamic, as far as having one, you know, having the female out earn the male. And he's like, Oh yeah, I know her husband. And I was like, stop it. Stop it right there. Oh, Lord. <laughs> to Sarah Blakely, my best friend <laughs> to her husband. I was like, I've been manifesting this. Of course we would get on the phone today. Of course we would talk about this today. Of course I am like two people removed from my new best friend. (laughs) So you guys heard it here first. You guys know how some people are like dreaming to get on Oprah. I'm just dreaming to get on Sarah Blakely's jet and just be. (laughs) You've been manifesting on. I just said, well, I just want Oprah to wear my bralette. (laughs) Yes. That's what I kept saying. I was like, mark my words, uh, Oprah will be wearing the bralette. So Oprah, Sarah Blakely, if you're listening right now, this was the moment. And <laughs> the, the founder of Alex and Andy mm. is obviously very much into like gems and crystals and stuff like that. And then funny story, I'm talking to one of my friends last night. Um, and he was, he's just been in business for, you know, so many years. He's so knowledgeable. His wisdom is like next level. And he has a tremendous amount of connections to people in the e-commerce world. So I'm just talking to him about my business plan. We're talking like company strategic growth. He's like basically my unofficial unpaid, uh, chief strategic officer of the company (laughs) basically. And I was telling him how much like I loved, you know, her and like what she did with the Alex and Annie brand and basically started it from nothing. And he goes, Oh, funny story. Her boyfriend comes over for dinner and like, we know him. And I'm like, of course you do. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so we're also basically best friends now. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that's been our conversations, like especially the last couple of weeks. Everything is, of course you do, or of course this is how it's going. Of course, because it's just like the universe has just been having like the funnest time with us right now. It just keeps popping up in fun little magical ways and winking at us, and I'm just like, this is just too good. It's just too good. <laughs> but now we have to explain why, because like our core mm. belief is like, of our core belief is of course this happened to me, but we say that with a smile on our face. But how yeah. many people do you see on your, you know, social media mm. feed where they're like, of course I had another bad thing happen to me. This works both ways. So whatever your, yeah. belief, if your core belief is everything is always unfolding in my favor then it will. Even if something bad happens, it's like you're learning what you don't want. And if you can view life that way, if something, let's say, you know, you have a a partnership that doesn't work out. And now, I mean, we know that from dating, right? We go Mm -hmm. through dating and we learn all the things that, all the qualities that we do not want in a long-term relationship. We don't look at that as like, I'm not cut out for dating and I'll probably never get married. Most people don't at least. We're just like, okay, now I know I don't want that kind of dude. And now I know what you want. So if you can look at the contrast of the things that aren't going well and just use that as feedback to know like, okay, now I know what I don't want, which means that I really, really, really do know what I do want, which is the most crucial thing. So you know what you want, you're focused on it, you're expecting for it to unfold in our favor, which is what we've been doing. And we are playing this like a game, you guys, like we're not looking at this as like, if it doesn't work out, what does that mean about us? Are we not worthy? Are we not good enough? Um, it's just like, let's see how fun, like we can make this game and like how fast we can get to 50 million. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think I'm glad you brought that up because it was like, we, I think we had a moment just like probably a couple days ago where I feel like we kind of hit a hurdle or a roadblock and where like most people do, they hit roadblocks in building a business or anything really in life. And they do, they freak out and they literally unpack or stop or turn back around. Cause they're just like, Oh, well, this is clearly a fucking sign that this isn't going to work for me. Or of course this freaking happens. Nothing ever pans out. Right. And they don't try to look at the, that moment as a learning opportunity to grow and to expand into newer levels of expansion and finding that there always is another door. You're just being rerouted. It's not the end all be all of everything. And we had a moment just like a couple of days ago. And I feel like we kind of got a little, a little stressed at first. I think we started to feel a little anxious about it, but then it was in that moment. And I, I think it, yeah, I said to you, I was like, it's just forcing us to get more clarity. Mm-hmm in this right now. Like, that's all. We just need more clarity. (laughs) For sure. Like we definitely started to get a little stressed because it seemed like, okay, we're, we thought we were coming, we're going to be first to market with this. It turns out we weren't. Um, we didn't know because we had done so much like research and nothing was up, which obviously was like a divine block of information because had we found this other company, we would be their customers right now. We would not be starting a business. Not that competition is bad. Like I think it's like, there's, there's plenty of space for, for multiple, multiple companies doing the same thing, obviously in our day. Mm -hmm. But it seemed like there were some like weird little things going on. And I'm like, they know about us now. They're going to think like we're trying to like get on their radar or like take over their business, which wasn't the case at all. Um, like I said, we would have been their customers had we known about them. And I'm like the biggest refer in the world. If you have a good product, I'm going to tell every human I know about you. So, (laughs) so I just naturally love to refer good products, especially like, you know, people that I know who created them and support their businesses. But we started panicking a little bit. We're like, we don't want conflict. We both agree. We want to grow this business in a way that feels really good for everybody, not just like people within our company, but people that we partner with. I'll happily support their company still, even to this day. Mm -hmm. That feels aligned and, and really beautiful to me. I would still have, if somebody needed a crystal bra right this second, I'd be like, Oh, you can go by here, you know? So, um, I think that w- the beautiful thing was it both forced us to sit down and say, okay, but what is it about us? What are, how are we different? How are, you know, what is it? 
we both work in network marketing. We sell the same exact product. Essentially, you could view us as competitors, you know, bringing yeah. new customers. We sell the same exact identical product. Same with, you know, hundreds of thousands of other network marketers within our same company. But what we do is what's different about us. And that's our story. What is our story? Because it's not going to be the same as theirs. And people are going to identify with who we are mm-hmm. and the company and our mission. And really it helped us get so specific, not just about like how our bra may be different. Cause it is different. There, there are definitely some differences. Um, but more importantly, what this represents and who we want to serve and how we want to serve them. And ultimately like truly like how we want to change people's worlds. And that was a huge, huge difference maker between the two different brands. And it was great. Like we were so thankful that we were forced to sit down and do that work because it made us even more excited and more passionate about the people that we were getting ready to help. Do you feel like that? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's so true. Like, I feel like our passion level is even that much higher. Like all the conversations I feel like we were even having this morning with Brenna and she was just like, I just can hear the passion pouring out of your guys's voice. Like she's like, it was exciting her. She was like, I need to get your guys's voices out there. Like, I want people to hear your guys's vision for this. Like what we see for this is like, we've clearly stated it's not just about some pocket in a bra. That is, that's not what we're, we're wanting to this to be about. We're selling a product, but we're not really selling a product. No, no. We're, we're teaching women intention and we're showing women that, that the other women can be very financially successful and empowered because there's most women are either first, second or third generation income earners in their family. Yeah it's not normal for, for women to be making the money. I mean, it is now more now than ever, but even for our parents, it was different. Even for our grandparents, for sure. Our lawyer today, our patent lawyer is incredible. She's in her, she said she's in her sixties. She was 68. 68. And to be a patent lawyer, you have to have a background in like science and technology, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's a, she was like she was like, she said she was like a chemist I want to say like yeah. before right so in this field for her you know her being 68 she says that about seven percent of the industry even now today is women so to find it for us to find a, a female patent lawyer which is literally what we asked the universe for because trying <laughs> to explain this to a male lawyer was like making me want to bang my head up against the desk <laughs> And so to talk to her and her to just be like, oh yeah, I get this. Like she doesn't necessarily use crystals, but she understood the concept. She understood what mm-hmm. we'd be up against. She understood how we needed to approach this. And she understood that like women are underrepresented in so mm-hmm. many different areas. And I was like, of course the universe. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I know the start, the conversation we started having with her, I was just like, and here it is. Of course. Like it was so crazy. Cause she just, she even brought up my, that was what I thought was hilarious was my name. Cause she was like, I love your name because it's a, um, how did she refer to it? Like gender, gender neutral. And I was like, this is so crazy. Cause I was just having this conversation literally last night with somebody else. Cause they had spelled my name with an E on the end. And I was like, well, that's technically the right way to spell it for a female. Females are with an E on the end and males are without. But when I was born like early 1981, okay. And I was telling Andrea this story and I was like, I was like a Dorothy Hamill haircut. I looked at like a boy. I dressed like a boy, very much a tomboy. And here I had basically at that time, a boy's name that no other females had this name. And everybody was always like, oh, your son is so cute and would refer to me as a boy. And I was was like, why does everybody think I'm a boy? And so I was telling the story. And when our patent lawyer brought this up, she was started sharing how her, I mean, her actual name is Patricia and she was going by Patty, but she noticed that people weren't basically taking her seriously because when they would call, they would think she was the secretary of 
the person that they were trying to get a hold of because they just couldn't seem to connect the dots that a woman could be in a leadership role or be doing the type of work that she was doing. And so she ended up changing it to Pat (laughs) just so that people would respect her more. Yeah. And I feel like just so you guys know, I'm probably going to have to get her on the podcast. She was just, yes. (laughs) So, but yeah, like it just goes to show that really some really ballsy woman, you know, fought for us to have a more, of a voice and it's now our job to take advantage of the, the culture and the climate that we live in, that they worked hard for us to gain and to do something with it. And so that's, you know, also a big piece of like what drives Blair and I is like, we want females to be more represented when it comes to like tipping the scales of wealth, when it comes to doing things in more of a feminine way, but that not necessarily being a bad thing. Normally it's like, oh, you're too emotional. I got into kind of a little bit of a thing with a, with somebody online talking about, like he said, like, you can't make decisions for a business emotionally. And I'm like, I actually think you can't make a decision without emotion because that's how, that's the language that I speak. And I think most women are probably that way. Not all, but most it's more of a feminine quality and men and women can have masculine and feminine qualities, but the masculine way of doing life has been how we've approached business for a very, very long time of like, just hustle, just work hard. Just, it's okay to have a heart attack when you're in six in your sixties, cause it's all worth it because of, you know, the wealth and success that you've had. And that has, has been a fair trade. And we just don't believe that anymore. We believe that you can still put your health first. We believe that you can, you know, have alignment before you take action. We believe that it can be, it can feel like ease and it can feel like nourishment and it can feel emotional and it can feel like partnerships and all of those things. And it can still be motherfucking badass and very, very successful. And so we just want to continue to prove that for people that, that may see if, see us as influential and, and, their lives. And so watch ladies, like we're going to do it different. We're going to break some stereotypes and some molds just to show you that you can. And we hope that through our example that you'll step up, step up and say, Oh, you know what? I think I'm going to have some balls, some lady balls, some ovaries and, um, and do it too. And go after my dreams and do it in a way that feels good to you. Not in the way that you feel that you have to. Yeah. I love that. I'm so excited because I know that that was something we both kind of settled on because we're both like, I'm listening to light as the new black, which you had listened to before. And when we started talking about this, I was like, essentially it's all about healing the collective. It's just about all of us shining our own light, empowering more women to shine their light. And we're just, this is the way we're being able to do it in our own unique way. And to be able to open yourself up to who you are as a spiritual being and allow that to be a part, a conscious part of your life. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, for us to like bring spiritual rituals into e-commerce world is going to be fun and exciting. And like, it is still a very, very new thing. So, um, that's really, really exciting to me because my life completely changed once I really embraced p- that part of who I am. And I can't wait to see that happen for more people. It's going to be amazing. So um, if you guys haven't already done this already, go over to Instagram and type in spiritually intimate and like the spiritually intimate page and make sure to click the link in our bio and get on the wait list. We are going to do a soft lunch for the company and, um, do a small batch first just to get an idea for like sizing and colors. And like, we're really just kind of testing this as we go. And, um, so if you're not on that wait list, you may miss out on the first round, but, uh, if you are on the wait list, you will also get a 10% discount. So do that as well. And then also we have an amazing community on Facebook. If you type in sexy little soul, you can join our Facebook community there. And that's where we talk about all things, crystals and like spirituality and crazy dreams. And what do they be like? It's just a fun place to, <laughs> to be spiritual and, um, uh, just, it's a great, great community to be part of too. That's very supportive when we have these conversations. So you don't seem like the weird person when you're like, uh, just crystal just fell on my bra in front of people. And you're wondering like, <laughs> what are they going to think that was? 
And then we also, are we, have we released yet the information for retail retailers? We have Because I know we started getting messages for this now. Yeah. If you do own a boutique or, you know, have a retail contact and you're like, oh, they would probably love carrying a product like this in their store. Just send me a mes- message on um, Instagram or send me an email. Um, you guys can just go to my Facebook or my Instagram page and click email. Same thing on the spiritually intimate page, click email there mm-hmm. and message me and I'll get you the information back for anybody who wants to get the wholesale information for retailers. We're definitely going to make that a big priority soon. So, all right. You okay. Guys. I can't wait to hang out with you and have more conversations like this. If you know anybody that would be interested in listening to this dialogue and the unfolding of this fun company and all the other spiritual conversations, please let them know to come subscribe. And if you guys wanted to leave us a review and let us know how you liked this episode, we would appreciate you. We love you. And we look forward to next time. Yay.